What is up, guys? Welcome to 23.3, Your Plan to Rise. Um, I'm really excited about, of course, this workout. I think that we can say again, Adrian Bosman knocked it out of the park. Um, this whole open, I have been unable to predict exactly what is coming or what has lurked around the corner. I certainly didn't expect a chipper to kick us off. I didn't expect burpee pull-ups. I expected running in some capacity. Um, I didn't expect to build to a heavy thruster. And now we've got a completely new new workout, but with a barbell. And I didn't expect to have a barbell. I expected to get inverted. Um, if you're on my uh, if you're one of my one-to-one -one athletes that are competitive in CrossFit, you know that you've been preparing to get inverted. Um, if you uh, are one of our true athletes, you know that this is something that we've also thrown out as potentially something to be prepared for in week three. Like we just understand what we've tested and what we haven't tested, but I never really expected for us to get a barbell in our hands again, three weeks in a row with a barbell in our hands. Um, that's very different than what we saw at the CrossFit games last year in regards to themes or schematics. This is a good sign. And I say this is a good sign from Adrian Bosman and the team that supports him in regards to programming because it makes my job difficult in regards to actually predicting the direction or the flavor or just being able to train and prepare in general. And this creates a problem in a way, but it's also a blessing. Um, it's a blessing from for coaches programming to athletes. It's a blessing for athletes looking for longevity and productivity in our sport down the road this keeps us focused on our our gpp our general physical preparedness and not just playing barbell sports and doing an obnoxious amount of contractions upside down and hanging from a rig um, it keeps us guessing on where the direction of the programming is going and it's a very beautiful thing and it will help us keep our athletes healthy and um, chasing the sport at a high level for a longer period of time so kudos to to adrian bosman for that um, the workout in itself, crew, it's it's a beautiful thing, right? We've got a six-minute time cap um, that is going to be where a lot of the world stops, right? A lot of the world is going to be stuck and stopped within that six-minute time window. Most of you that are watching this video will not. Most of you that are watching this video are either on the cusp of quarterfinals or you're a quarterfinals athlete many times over, and now you're looking to in, improve your performance at quarters and potentially pursue semifinals. Some of you, few of you, have your eyes set on the semifinal and you're hopefully going to be competing for a spot at the CrossFit Games this year. That would be the goal. But a lot of the world's going to stop in this first six-minute window. You've got to do five wall walks, 50 double-unders, 15 snatches. If you're RX division, it's going to be 135 for men and 95 for the ladies. Um, then you get back to the wall for five more wall walks, 50 more double-unders, then 12 snatches, and it'll be 135.95. So I'm sorry, weight one is 95.65. Weight two for 12 snatches is 135.95. I apologize if I messed that up. It's not going to be hard for those of you that are perennial quarterfinal athletes to make it through the first six minutes. But that isn't to say that you can't be aware of how you make it through because it's important to understand how you need to feel for the 20 strict handstand push-ups. So I'm going to digress a little and get back to these wall walks. First and foremost, it's important for most of you to think about utilizing a two-foot takeoff from the ground if you're looking for speed. So that means um, lock out your arms, press up from the ground, drive your feet up almost like a donkey kick and get both heels up on the wall at the same time. This allows you to optimize your speed, but it also minimizes the opportunity for you to move your hands without both feet being on the wall. For some, don't try it if you haven't tried it. For others, if you have a problem with moving too quickly and like perhaps picking up your your hand too quick getting a no rep it's worth it like just jump up there and go 
If you're stepping up, make sure you have an exaggerated first step that is going to allow you to cover the vast majority of the wall in that one step. And then you can begin to lunge back with your hands or step back with your hands. You should know how many reps it takes for you if you're a three-stepper or a four-stepper, um, both in and out. And you want to make sure that there's accuracy uh, being implemented here because it's important for you to understand why and how you're building fatigue in your arms throughout the course of this first six minutes. You want to do that as little as possible. So the wall walks are wall walks. 50 double unders for most of you, again, it's about keeping your shoulders down, um, relaxing your traps and spinning with fluidity through your hands and wrists. You want to save your grip. You want to save your hands and you want to build as little fatigue in your upper body as possible. Now you're going to be using your upper body no matter what. So those of you that have accumulated volume and accumulated um, and increased your skills with the double under are going to be at an advantage. You're going to have the opportunity to execute the reps and actually find yourself recovering, believe it or not. Some of you that are new to double unders or just pursuing CrossFit as a competitive sport or, or sparking that competitive nature for you are like, how in the world are people recovering during double unders? It's certainly doable. And it just comes down to the bottom line of you balancing um, the responsibility of jumping too high and spinning your hands faster. These athletes at an elite level hardly jump and it creates much less of a stretch reflex and ballistic response through their heart rate, their breathing capacity, and they just spin the rope and breathe and recover as they go. So that's the trick there with the double unders, right? Keep them as, as little uh, intensity as possible. For the first bar, the 15 snatches, I'm always going to suggest doing singles, except in a workout like this with a six minute window, you might chase that 95 and 65 pound barbell around a bit too much. It might become laboring just to let it hit and then figure out how to set up again for the next rep. So some of you may want to express or experiment with threes, five sets of three touch and go, which is very short rest between. Some of you may want to go three sets of five touch and go. Some of you may want to go, and this is going to be the one that I probably put into practice, a set of six, a set of five, and a set of four to get me to 15 reps, but also create that opportunity psychologically that I know I'm doing less work every time I pick up the bar. It helps me pick it up sooner. And then some of you with the capacity to finish this workout like Mal O'Brien, if you're going to go sub eight minutes, if you're going to go sub 830, if you're going to go sub nine, you need to consider stringing together these reps and the 135 pound, 95 pound bar because it buys you time to do the work that you need to do later. Now I'm going to get to what your limiting choice should be with deciding this. And we're fastly approaching that in my description because now we're out of this first six minute window. So if you find yourself finishing round one and you're composed and you get back to wall walks, execute them. Try to be the same way that you did in the first block. It's important. Have your judge, have your coach nearby. I would say have your coach because of course we're under strict guidelines to not have the judge be your coach or be coaching you through the workout. So have someone else that'd be like, Hey, you got to do a wall walk every 10 seconds or you got to right? like have someone there to hold you accountable. You're slowing down, get back up. You can do another wall walk. You're good to go. Get out of those wall walks so you can get to the double unders and get your body ready for these 12 snatches. I'm going to suggest everybody for the most part, do the 12 snatches as singles right? Execute proper snatch technique. Keep your butt down. Keep your chest up. Keep your arms long. It's going to be very easy for you to want to just hinge over, breathe, keep your butt high, get sloppy with the barbell. Don't do it. Focus on your rep quality. It's good. Like proficiency matters in a sport like ours. We want to try to minimize our work so we can maximize our output. So do that on the second bar. Now, depending on where you're at time-wise, a lot of you, this is where the rubber is going to meet the road. Can you do strict handstand pushups? Can you do them well? 
you're not going to want to get into these strict handstand push to try to bite off more than you can chew. We watch a young Mal O'Brien who can get on the wall and do 12 to 13 reps unbroken in a set of 20 and still like pause and wait and breathe. And her capacity is just ridiculous. I'm not sure if you guys understand what you watch when you're watching her move, um, the effortlessness uh, and, and, and the way that she's able to navigate a test like this um, and remain you know, composed the whole time and, and hardly show any stress, if, if any at all. And, and have several no reps, right? Two no reps on the wall walks and a couple no reps on the strict handstand pushups. With that being said, um, most of you need to think about coming out with a set of five or four. Like feel how these strict handstand pushups feel to you. Understand that they might feel sticky and sloppy even in the first set because you're adapting to a new movement after you've just done two rounds of something that didn't include strict handstand pushups, yet all this fatigue is present in your triceps and shoulders. Don't let that scare you. Kick back down, kick back up for another four or five, kick back down, kick back up for another three to two, right? Like whatever it is, meet yourself where you're at. That's going to allow you to keep chipping away at reps. If you need to get to the point where you're doing single unders, what you don't want to do is wait too long at the wall and be hoping to get five or four, then get four. And the fifth one be really sticky and slow and sloppy. And then you got to wait a long time before you're ready for the next set again. But you're like, not coach said four or coach said five, have the self-awareness to call audibles in the middle of this because of your overhead fatigue that might build. And I'm not talking about tip of the spear. Tip of the spear athletes are going to be able to kick up and do 10, then do eight, then do two, or then do 10 and 10 or uh, 10, six, four, whatever it might be. Like some of you are playing with that kind of capacity and it's a beautiful thing. God bless you. I ain't. And a lot of athletes aren't, but you can navigate this workout or this test in such a way that can still optimize this. So 20 strict handstand pushups, get through those double unders are going to be double unders. Now, this is where you've got to make some choices with the snatch. Where's 185 and 125 for you on the spectrum of your one rep max? How do you feel when you're tired? Are you more of a power, or more of a squat based athlete? Definitely want to make sure. And, and of course, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, note our warm up that we post below and our primer and everything. But it's the specific note in there, you need to prime yourself for power snatches and squat snatches. If you plan on getting to the heavy barbell, most of the world's going to be using a squat snatch at some point in some of those reps. You need to make the decision early enough so that you aren't getting, you aren't forcing yourself to rest and recover just so you can do another power snatch. Your legs aren't going to build up a ton of fatigue in this workout at all, other than the power snatches and the snatches themselves. So in the absence of other fatigue, you should be good to receive maybe six of the power snatches in round three above parallel, and then maybe the last three are squatting. And then you know in the round round four, all six are going to be squatting perhaps. But have a game plan, have an idea, and listen to your body. Be ready to keep meeting the bar lower and lower and lower instead of wider and wider and wider with your feet. Abuse the power snatch as long as you can until it becomes a time suck for you. You can't stand around waiting to do another power snatch when you're more than prepared to meet the bar at a lower position and do a squat snatch. So be mindful of that. Also, now that we're here into the third block, if you make it through, understand that the amount of work that you get into block four is also going to be a significant separator. So it's not just like, okay, we make it through and now we're focused on getting for time. Some people are going to barely make it through by the skin of their teeth and then hope to get through you know, if you have strict handstand pushups at this point, people are going to start meeting their capacity. It is up to you to understand when you get into block four, it is nothing but a race against the clock. Get the work done as quickly as you can. You're now have, going to complete 40 strict handstand pushups. You need to know where that is on the spectrum for you of, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm training consistently. You know, when I get inverted, they might not all be strict, but 60 plus handstand pushups in every session a couple times a week. 
if that's you, these 40 aren't going to affect you in the same way that they're going to affect someone who's still working on getting strict handstand pushups to begin with or stringing them together and only doing 30 in a workout. So this is a very unique test in regards to the capacities that can be flexed. And it's not just about conditioning. There's something about the first two workouts that allow your raw work capacity to really shine because you didn't get met with a high skill until we were at ring muscle ups was towards the end of a round. Okay. Um, and it was still kipping. So it's, it's hanging and pulling, but there's ways to navigate the high skill with your capacity and workout two or week two, the burpee pull up in the run. Like that was all capacity. Then we had some strength, of course, in the thruster. Now this week is a unique combination of gymnastics, monostructural, and of course, weightlifting. And in such a way that you could have all the conditioning in the world and you might meet your maker right there at the 20 straight handstand pushups in block three. Or you could have all the gymnastics in the world and have enough of an engine to shine through the first two weights, but then maybe weight three really starts to actually bury you or you struggle because, well, you, you can power snatch or, or, or get away with some sloppy technique, but the squat snatch isn't there for you. Or it could be the opposite where you've got a really high capacity to snatch, but when, it, when your proficiency is challenged, now under duress, you can't have that balance and you're going to miss reps. The overall point about this workout for you guys that I want you to understand is that this more than any of the other two weeks, you have to run your own race. You have to be concerned with what's coming next, not just where you are. A lot of you watching this are going to have an opportunity to make it through the six minutes. But if you make it through the six minutes in four minutes and 30 seconds, and it blows you up so that you can't do any strict handstand pushups, what good was it? On the other hand, if you try to overpace and you barely make it through in six minutes, you make it through the strict handstand pushups with some fight, then you're in the double unders, but you don't have quite enough time to finish those nine power snatches and you get seven. But because you ran out of time only, you could have banked yourself another 20 seconds with a little more urgency in the first block. So my advice to everyone, and it's really hard to give advice to everyone at once on this workout is that you need to consider what handstand pushups, strict handstand pushups are like for you. If you're a master's athlete, your version of handstand, pushups, maybe you're doing kipping handstand pushups. If, if, if those are a limiter for you, you've got to think about how you are after you finish two rounds into that third round. Can you present yourself in a way where you're fresh enough to focus and fresh enough to execute? If you are, you're going to be in a good situation. And then the fight really begins. For most of you athletes that are perennial quarterfinal athletes, the fight begins at 20 strict handstand pushups in round three. That's when that's when the real workout or the test begins there. With the, that skill and those loads with the work that you've already done, it's about executing the first two rounds with composure. Um, don't get all emotional on me and get crazy and get like super pumped up for this workout. I don't need that type of energy and you don't need that type of energy. You need to be focused and you need to be calm. And you need to execute at a very high level. This is a great way to finish the open. It's going to be a great way to have lessons for some of you. Places where you need to grow are going to be very apparent. If you're following us or followed us through the open, if you listen to my podcast last week, I apologize for not having a video. I had some issues with my with my video last week. Um, but if you've followed us through this and, and the way I teach or the way I instruct or the things that I bring to light or things that are new to you and you're considering looking for coaching, well, there's no better time than now. Use the momentum from the open. Use the momentum or the lack thereof from your performances here and now and allow them to be the catalyst for a focused, productive year like you've never had into 2024. Um, if you're not looking for one-to-one -one coaching, which I'm still taking on athletes, I've got quite a vacancy that I'm more than 
excited to be able to start to build upon and fill uh, for the upcoming season for people that have desires to compete in, in all um, all in every categories. I've got athletes that are competing at an elite level who have their eyes on the CrossFit Games. And of course, I've got athletes uh, in, in a plethora of categories, masters and teens alike, um, that I support and work with. And I'm also helping athletes that have never qualified for quarterfinals before and hope to do that one day. So with that being said, use this, use this as an opportunity to, to kind of sit in yourself, reach out, um, hit us up at info at truefitness.com or directly reach out to me at Adrian Conway underscore on Instagram to shoot me a DM. But we're here to support you guys. Um, hopefully these have, have brought you some benefit throughout the course of the season. Um, I, I, of course, get an opportunity to coach the sport, play the sport, and also do some analyst work on the sport. I'll, I'll be recording a podcast after this, just a short breakdown of what I saw from Daniel Brand and Mal O'Brien themselves and their execution. Because, of course, these are two two young women who we are going to follow throughout the season and both have their eyes on the podium for 2023. So I believe there's some some value there in discussing what both of them had the opportunity to show um, firsthand for us in 23.3. But good luck to you guys. Uh, we've got a blog with a write-up that has a bit of an extensive uh, warm-up and prep, but don't reinvent the wheel. If we've got something there new that you've never done before or never heard of, don't start doing it before you throw down and compete. Do what you're familiar with. Um, our warm-up for this particular workout is more uh, general, so you're going to get you know some inchworm, some Spider-Man, some thoracic mobility, uh, the ability to work through some barbell complexes and then work up and wait there, do a bit of a primer with a wall walk, some dubs, a few snatches, two rounds, move through that urgency for some time, rest three to five minutes, and then you're going to be ready to attack. That will prime you just, just right for this workout. Um, but good luck. I, I really think, and again, um, you've made it through three weeks. If you posted a score for all three weeks, I'm proud of you. Good job. It's not always easy, specifically if you're not doing as well as you plan to do. Uh, this becomes a very character-based test every year you know, the open, the quarters, when you're not at the top and your name's not where you want to be, it, it tests your character because you don't want to necessarily show up and continue to show up. You feel like you're letting yourself down or you're letting your coach down or you're letting your people down. Um, but you're not because you're, 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 you're staying the course and you're learning about yourself. And I think you're expressing one of the most cool things about being a human um, is the way that we can struggle and continue to grow even when we're not having success. So um, good job for that. Those of you that are killing the open, keep killing the open. Those of you that are under my tutelage already and I get to work with on a regular basis, um, do this workout, execute the way that you need to. And uh, let's get back to training because uh, quarterfinals is right around the corner. Good luck, everybody. Kill it.